Hello Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hey Chris, how's it going? Hi Michelle, going well. Good. Again at Training Wheels headquarters, we always are. fun. Yeah, it's it's been beautiful in Colorado, sun shining, yeah. got a little snow here and there. So it's, yeah, things are going well. So far, 2021, still treating me well. Yeah, good. You, how about yourself? Yeah, it's going very well. We are into February now and it's, you know, still it's a, it's a good mix of still lots of virtual stuff. Um, been working on a couple books and writing and, you know, just... Being very aware, still keeping up yeah, with my word, yeah. and being very aware of when how much time I'm spending at the screen oh, yeah. outside. It's been it's been a really good balance. It's been nice. Minimizing, yeah, that's we, we could check in for a while. Minimizing mm -hmm. is going well. That thought of less is more, so I'm still working on that. I'm now down to things that are really difficult for me to let go of because I'm emotionally attached or purposefully attached mm -hmm. to things. How was your Valentine's Day? Oh, it was uh, pretty fabulous, right? I do have um, a couple special Valentines, plural, just because I have boys, right? I have two boys and plus Paul. So yeah, no, it was good. We hung out. Good. I, honestly, I like cards more than anything else. Like, you know, I don't actually ever need a present. I love cards. So that my boys and my husband knows that. So like, if anything, don't give mom a gift. She doesn't really care about the gift. She wants like a thought, a thought well card. thought out oh, card. Nice. Okay. And I have one whole little box of all the cards oh, very cool. they've ever given me. So birthday cards, Mother's Day cards, Valentine cards, whatever. So cool. So you know, if you're listening to this and you want to yeah. send me a card in the mail, <laughs> like I love cards. That reminds me of that one of the neatest things I've ever seen at someone's house that I now don't remember. <laughs> they made a mosaic they did a punch and they got their collection of cards. They punched out little mosaic tiles. Oh, yeah, of all the cards they got. And gotten. then they made this really cool mosaic thing that they framed. Mm. You know, I don't think you could remember which card it was, right. but it was that conglomeration of memories. Oh, that's cool. I thought it was the coolest thing. That is cool. I'm sure it took forever. Yeah. Well, Okay, shall we dive in? Yeah, we let's digress. dive in. Chris and I are really good at just like, oh, that's right, we're recording a podcast you're, right you're now. Following <laughs> us, you know. You know okay. And if you're still here, you're okay with yeah. it. Yeah. We are. We're going to share what? What are we sharing? We're talking today about fun finds. Fun finds. So when fun you finds. have happened upon a prop or something here and there, or you know, you saw somebody do an activity that made you think of something else, or you found a cool thing in a toy store or whatever, but some fun finds that have just got you excited. So today we're gonna focus on a couple of activities. And we also know that some of our best downloaded podcast episodes are on activities. So we know trending wise that that's kind of what you, the listener, are looking for. So we thought Chris is gonna share a couple activities, I'm gonna share a couple activities, and. Hopefully you'll, it'll spark some new ideas. Yeah. For and you. the caveat is, you you out there might already know these. Yes, but true. For Michelle and I, they're newer, and it just something that when when Michelle and I find something that was like, oh, 
And like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. that that's a special moment for us. Yeah, it because is. Because we've been doing this, we've been at it a long time. <laughs> we've seen a lot of activities come and go. Uh, so finding that those those little nuggets yeah. has been really fun. You want to start? Yes, I will. Totally. Okay, so I found a deck of cards this last year called Word Around Cards. Now, I found these when I did a writer's retreat with Trevor Dunlap and... Matthew Broda, who are my co-authors on Team Building from the Toy Isle. And coming out soon. Coming out soon. Oh, very, we're very soon. Actually, about that. maybe it's released right now because it's it's actually coming very soon. Like within in February-ish, nice. sometime it should be out. So Yeah. So by the time you hear this, yes. it may be available. So we'll put links in the show notes yes. if and when it's available. Okay. Cool. Okay. Excited so about that. Let me tell you about this deck of cards. So on one side of the cards, and we'll put links in the show notes to where you can actually go see this stuff if you if I'm don't describe the, the visual of these cards very well. But basically if you think about what a bullseye looks like, you've got a center ring and the next ring out and then the next ring round. Like comfort zone. Yeah, kind of like comfort zone, yeah. right? But inside each one of these rings on the card and the card is about the size of the palm of my hand and the interior ring is black and there is a word that is spelled out in that small room i have one in my hand right now because i have to hold things when i talk about them so the word that is spelled out in a circle is the word lively of course with with these like it's just the six letters of the word lively and they're all spread out enough to where you don't know where the word starts. You don't know where the word ends. So you have to quickly look at this. It's almost like where's Waldo meets Bananagrams almost, right? Because you're quickly trying to figure out what the word is and be the first person to shout out or call out the word. And then the next ring out is blue and there's a little bit longer word in that ring. And then the third ring out is in red and there's a much longer word in the in the red ring. It's more difficult than you would imagine. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And this is one I actually use in the virtual space now all the time. I use it at the very beginning of, you know, those five minutes of every meeting, the very first five minutes that are just pretty much dead time because you're just basically waiting for people to show up late. <laughs> and so I like to honor the people that showed up on time. So I share my iPad. I share a second device. I usually use the Zoom platform and you can share a second device. And I have this awesome iPad stand that like shines and I use my camera app and then I shine it down on the top of my desk, not my desktop because my desktop would be my computer, but the top of my desk. And then I play this game. And so basically I just turn over one card at a time and um, and then let people race to see, unmute themselves or put the word in the chat box and race to see who could find the, the word first. And and, it's really fun. Yeah, and I've scanned them with a phone scanner mm. and then I uh, crop out the circle and I put them on a slide. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And that way you could share them on a slide and if they find it, they put it in the chat and let other people give other people time to find it. Very, it's a very interesting, good uh, for the people who like words, mm -hmm. word smart kind of people. Yep. Yeah, it's very cool. I think that the original way the game was was designed was a tabletop game, and that you race against another, per, you know, another opponent to see who can call out the word first, right? In team building, you know, if you've ever done any spotted or Ubuntu card type games to where you would give everybody, you know, in COVID times, now we give everybody like five cards instead of just one card and trading cards, everyone gets five. So that way you turn over your top card and then you race to see who can spot the, con you know, on Ubuntu and spotted cards, you 
race to see who can find the common image first. Now it's kind of the same on these. You have one person that would turn over their top card and then they race to see oh, cool. who who can find the word first. Do you say a color? Like you would so say So how I do it is one person leaves their deck because on the back of the cards are there, there are three colors. Oh, so there's it. the blue, the red, and the black. One person leaves their cards you just see the back so, so i see the blue there's a blue one on this yep. deck right here and then the other person with their deck would turn over the card and they would race to find the blue, the blue word oh, on the other side cool. so Very so cool. yeah so that's kind of a fun adaptation Love it. of how you can do it in the in-person space but then also how you can use it in the virtual space and this has become one of my very current favorite cool. like i love it and right again now. appealing then to a different learner mm -hmm. because People are going to be visually smart. The visual tactical, what is it? Visual perceptive yes. learner. Then there's the word word smart learner. So then now you have a different way to appeal to those mm -hmm. kinds of learners. Cool. Nice. Let's stick with the card theme. Okay. I have been a fan of Quirkle. And those of you who follow me or follow the blog, the Fun Doing blog, I've posted about this a couple of different times. Quirkle is a I guess they call it a tabletop game mm -hmm. versus a board game because there's no board. And it comes with pieces. And I've used the pieces when you buy a game, Quirkle, we'll put that in the show notes, along with Word Around, where you can find those things. Ooh. And it comes with pieces. They're like dominoes, if you can think of kind of domino tactily. And in the game, there are three sets of pieces, if you can imagine that. The set is a combination of things that are non-chaotic, so they they match in some way. So there's six colors, six shapes. So in a set, you'll have 36 pieces. And you take these sets, and you take two out of the set, then you hand out all the rest, and then the people who have the pieces can verbally describe what they have by colors and shapes, and their objective is to discover or determine the two pieces that are missing. Those of you who are, have been around long enough to know the, the activity colorblind, that was one of the first types of activities like this. This is similar to that. We're finding what's missing. Well, now what's new for me has been the activity Quirkle Rummy. So they've created a deck of cards with the same colors and shapes in uh, and that there's three sets in each deck of cards so you go out and you get a deck of cards you got three sets you can give them to three different facilitators they can run this activity you keep two cards out you deal out the rest they talk about um, their colors and shapes just verbally they can't exchange cards or they can't show anybody the card and then their objective is to find out what two cards you are holding. So it's a real nice communication activity. I tend to do it a lot in the beginning of a program just to see how the group interacts and communicates with each other. And then we solve a problem together. So it's a nice introduction to the things we're gonna be doing. Now the next level, they've actually created a deck for uh, if you have anyone in your group that's colorblind, that's been a, a very big issue around these activities, colorblind, what's missing, quirkle, what's missing, all of these, I would get these questions, what if they're colorblind? And I had no solution to that. You would just say, well, maybe you don't play that, or the person who 
uh, self-selects or shares with you that they're colorblind, you can determine how you can get them their colors because they can usually see in shades of things. Mm -hmm. But now they've created the deck where there are dots to represent the different colors. So orange, all the orange cards would have two little dots around the shape. So now we can get everybody to be more inclusive if you have any any concern or worry about someone being colorblind. So now there's that version. So we'll put that in the show notes where you can find them. The deck is only like six bucks and then they play a little shipping. If you're near a Barnes and Noble, go to a Barnes and Noble. They usually have them where they sell all their little card packets. Hmm. So Quirkle Rummy is oh. one of my recent favorites, very portable. Uh, super easy activity to lead and facilitate and super challenging. Cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, the next one I'm going to share, I'm quite certain that most people listening are going to be able to do this activity like right now because in theory, most people listening are going to have a box of crayons somewhat nearby, right? Or easy access to a box of crayons. Raise your hand if you have crayons. Yep, raise your hand right now. If you have crayons, come on, raise them up. I can see it. No, just kidding. So for me, um, this is an activity that I learned originally from Jill Schladweiler. Now she, I met her at the NCCPS conference and she's come for years. And so we've always, you know, shared ideas there and whatnot. And she was doing a lot of work around Uh, gender roles, gender identity, and things like that with some of her participants. And she was the originator of this particular activity. And then I've kind of expanded on it a little bit here and there, but her original ideas for it, and I love it. It's so cool. Now for me, crayons, I love so much about crayons. There's all the different colors, but then when you think about it, you get down to all those weird manufacturer names that come in crayons, you know, and if there is one childhood scent that can totally transport you back to your first grade classroom, it's a box of crayons, right? Like, and you remember when you first opened that box and it had like the chiseled, like you almost hated to use them, right? Because they're like, oh, they're so perfect. But, and then there's a smell. And there's that smell, the right? New crayon smell. Right? New crayon smell. Yep. And then of course, when they finally came up with that crayon sharpener oh, like they man. put it in the ba- at the back of the box that was like game changer right there right so the activity that jill came up with because she was you know talking around gender identity and how society places all these labels on people what she did was she kind of like the the colorblind and maybe even this quirkle activity that you just talked about almost like blind shapes where you reach into a bag and you pull out one you know, thing, and then you put it behind your back. Now with crayons, what she did is she put a whole bunch of crayons into a bag and had everybody pull out one crayon and cover up the manufacturer given name. So you're holding on to it by the end of the crayon, not the chisel tip end, but the over the manufactured name. And then basically, so you can look at it, you don't have to put it behind your back, but you can look at the crayon and go, okay, um, decide what the name, what the manufacturer name of that color is. And then you have to get into a line with your participants, with your other teammates, that is alphabetical by the manufacturer given name of the crayon. Your guess. Your Your guess, guess, right, because you don't know what you have. And so then, you know, so then you're like, okay, I think this is cornflower blue remember how that's like this color yeah, cornflower like, blue like who came up with where that did, yeah, where do like, they come up with these names cornflower right. blue right. come up right. so if i'm like okay i think i'm cornflower blue so then i would line up 
near the beginning of the ABCs, right? Because next to the C's. And then if somebody had pink, they'd be later, you know, whatnot. And so then after you get into your line, then you look at what the manufacturer given name of the crayon is. And, and in that moment, then you're like, were you close? Did you nail it? Did you get it? Were you nowhere near? You're like, that's what? Like, did you agree? And so then the debriefing of that comes so becomes so rich because then you're like, well, did you agree with the label that they that was placed on you or placed on that crayon? And did you identify with that? Were there any crayons that didn't have a label? Like maybe you, because if we were using old crayon box, maybe there was, wasn't a label or maybe the name was ripped off the label. Which area in the color spectrum did you gravitate towards? Was there a characteristic of your of the color or the color name that you identified with? What, and how do you find out what the label is? Mm -hmm. You actually have to open your hands. Yeah. You have to do some work to find out. And were you surprised? Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So yeah. were you inclined to stand next to the colors that looked like yours, knowing that it may not be your proper spot? You know, yeah. is there safety and similarity? So you can see that there's, you can use this for maybe race identity. You can use it yeah. for gender identity. Did you agree with the label that society put on you? And, and how did you label it? What were the, what were the, the visual, you're looking at visual cues, mm -hmm. but how do we label people things around us and then how do we find out if those labels are accurate yeah did you agree with it did you identify yeah, with it yeah very nice wow so, very cool and then did anyone else in the group have the same color or you know recognize that you know did you recognize that before like maybe there were two of the same but you both identified maybe there were two cornflower blues that you put into the bag and but one person identified it as one thing and somebody identified Ooh, it as something else so and, put two Right. Boxes of crayons in the bag. Yeah. Like so, that one. Nice. You know, optional topics, which I think are timely for this year. I think um, mental illness and isolation and those types of things are going to be topics that are going to be um, brought up more in groups, maybe after we uh, post pandemic and whatnot. Nice. Um, you know, so there's that. Uh, there's so many layers to these labels that we could go down, you know, like how you see yourself, how others see you, how society sees you. How do how you decide? Have you been labeled? Yeah, how have you been labeled? Mm -hmm. um, how do you decide where you fit? Do you follow one way of being seen and then sometimes another in different scenarios? And then maybe even then have them reorder themselves based on what the manufacturer given name was. And mm -hmm. what do you think about your new spot in the line? Did it feel good to stand there? Did you like it? Did you not? I don't know. So many things so many that things. could come yeah, from very cool. that. So and, and thank nice, you, Jill, cool for like such a cool, yeah. cool, powerful activity, really. You know? Yeah. And did you have a short blog post about that? Yes, there yeah, is. So we'll put that yeah. in the show notes mm -hmm. like where you can read a little bit more about that. Cool. And then that it will also be in the team building from the toy aisle book. So, nice. and I've titled it Cornflower Blue. <laughs> Very nice. That's the Very name nice. of it. So. Very nice. Well, let me slip in one more because this will be a short one, but I really love this. This came uh, to me recently. I was attending the virtual ACCT conference. I was attending Jennifer Stanchfield's workshop and uh, Kevin, a friend of ours, shared an activity, all my- All my neighbors all who. All my neighbors who, you might know it as, as I know it as, uh, are, um, have, have you, you ever. ever? 
I'm losing my words. And what he did was uh, so cool. You turn off your video on Zoom, uh, the Zoom specific platform, and probably just one, I think you can, you probably could cycle through other gallery views. But I would say with a smaller group of, I think you can get up to 25 in a gallery-ish, close mm -hmm. to that. And you turn off your video and then you ask the question. So as a facilitator, you could start out, all my neighbors who like pepperoni pizza. And then the idea is turn on your video. And then you get to visually quickly see who likes pepperoni pizza. And you can do this and then turn your video back off, do some more questions, then invite participants to verbally share a question, turn the videos on, turn the videos off. And that what Michelle mentioned to me as well, also Jennifer Stanchel brought this up, is also ask processing questions That's or right. reflective questions. All of you who learned something during the program, mm -hmm. all my neighbors who learned something during the program, and you turn your video on, then you could ask for some responses. What'd you learn? What'd you get out of it? Even those people who don't turn their videos on, now they're at least hearing what other people got out and they might share that same learning with you. So it's a really cool way to use the gallery view and turn on your video, see faces and then turn them off. So it invites people to do that quickly who might not want their video on, but they're willing to quickly show themselves and then turn themselves off. So yeah. there, that's a way to play all my neighbors who, yeah. Or have you ever yeah. uh, in a virtual space? Yeah. I thought that was so cool and fun. Yeah, we have a write-up of that in a teachable moment um, where Jen Stanfield and Jim Kane and I authored that book um, as the debriefing version of that when you're live and in person. So kind nice. of like have you ever, but then also you know do it as the debrief. So it's that's super fun to hear about it in the virtual space. And I think you could probably even add like motions to it. Like when you turn your camera back on, everybody like wave their hands really big or, you know, right. like something like that, like add some additional movement and motion to when people do turn their I learned about the on. frozen zoom face. Oh, We actually right. did it on purpose. Like if you get, if, <laughs> if you're on zoom and your, and your bandwidth goes, you get that frozen yeah. zoom face. Yeah. So you actually do it on purpose. Oh, that's funny. You're not frozen, but what would your frozen zoom face be? <laughs> And then you show up on all my neighbors who have a frozen Zoom face. Oh and then my you... gosh, that's so really funny. Another uh, a, a quick virtual tool if that's useful to you. Nice. We would love to hear any newbies you have, any new ideas, things that we might be able to share in another episode mm -hmm. of the Ask Michelle and Chris about team building podcast. Yes. So uh, find the link to questions and comments in the show notes or on the webpage. Uh, the, the front end and back end of this podcast tell you where that is, but it's at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. We can't wait to hear what some of your fun finds are. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email 
and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris About Team Building.